Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. The Foundations Podcast. Well, good morning, Foundation Church. Good to see everybody here on this Christmas, not actually Christmas Sunday, but Christmas season. Um, We are so glad that you are here today, um, and we are continuing our series called Tis the Season. This is our second week. If you missed last week, we talked about Tis the Season to be jolly. Um, And if you missed it, you can go back and look at our videos. Um, As we get ready to start, let me say, um, for some of you, uh, we we have... um, our services that you can watch live. In fact, probably somebody's watching right now. We have several people that watch at home if they've got sick kids or if they're out of town. And we have been moving and really trying aggressively to improve the quality of those videos. Um, If you have watched them in the past, they buffer for a long time and you're like, why? Um, And it's been really grainy. Well, we are now in HD. um, So this has to look good all the time now. Um, And we have it to where it doesn't buffer. Now, I say that to say this, do not stay home and be like, it's just get at home. Um, We are glad that we can offer that, and we are glad that we have people that can see that um, in case of emergency or you're out of town. But we want you here because we believe we are better together. Um, Not better at home, but better together. And there is something about worshiping corporately together that we want you here. But with that being said, we have made our online presence much, much better. Um, So um, we are excited about that. And I want to thank Bobby Ross for getting that going on. Um, Today I am talking to you about the topic of tis the season to wait. Tis the season to wait. And some of you are already annoyed because I said the word wait. Um, It's annoying to wait. And uh, I want to talk to you today about the topic of hatch animals and Christmas dinner. Hatch animals and Christmas dinner. Now, if you have not heard, hatch animals are the major, major toy out right now for kids. Like, it's the Tickle Me Elmo of this year. It's the Cabbage Patch doll of 2016. You know what I'm saying? It is the thing to have. And it is that stupid demon-possessed looking thing up there. Um, that is scary. That's a hatchimal. Some of you are like, what is a hatchimal? This thing stays in that little egg back there, right? This is like a a Furby is what I understand. Um, and, And you are supposed to love this egg until it hatches. And then it's a, it's a hatchimal. See, it hatches 
out of this and you love it and they, people are going crazy to find Hatchimals. People are waiting in line overnight for Hatchimals. I have a friend named Jeremy Fisher. He's a youth pastor in Dallas, Texas, who is waiting and has waited in, in lines at Target and Toys R Us just to not get a Hatchimal. Like if you aren't one of the first people in lines, you're not getting a Hatchimal and they are selling them. It's like on the black market, right? You've got all these price gougers. Welcome. Great. It is the season to be a price gouger. Um, we'll talk about that next week. Um, but we, you know, you've got these people selling them on eBay for like $250 and people are actually buying them, right? You're like, it's a Hatchimal. Just tell your kids, sorry, we'll get you one in February. You know, no big deal. Saying it was just a little on back order. Here's the deal. There was a, uh, a line in North Carolina in Greenville, North Carolina at the Toys R Us where people waited 11 hours overnight to get their hands on a Hatchimal. Um, and after the first 10 people, nobody else got a Hatchimal. Yes, can you imagine waiting 11 hours overnight? You're waiting for a Hatchimal and you don't get it. But, but one of the ladies was interviewed by a news station there, Rebecca Lane from Greenville, North Carolina, when asked, why does she wait in line? Why does she do this? She said this, I do it for my children. I do it for my community. I do it for my family and friends. This woman's acting like she's like uh, uh, paying tribute in the Hunger Games or something, you know? I do it for my, I'm standing, I, I pay tribute, you know? She's acting like she's Katniss Everdeen or something. I do it for my children. I do it for my community. I do it for my family and friends. It's a, it's a Hatchimal, you know, your way. You're doing it for your kids, so you look good with your kids. Um, Here's the deal is that we go crazy waiting on things. Most of us in this room, we're not good at waiting. We're not good at waiting. I will be really honest today. I stink at waiting. I am not a good, is anybody else with me in this place today? You are not a good waiter. There's a reason they push the elevator button that closes the doors. I don't think it works. It's just so you can push it and feel better. Like I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I don't think it does anything, but just make you feel like you're going faster, that you're not having to wait. We're not really all that good at waiting. But here's what I know is that waiting is a big part of life. You and I in certain phases at certain times are going to have to wait on things to happen. And how you and I wait will greatly determine on how we enjoy life. How do you, how you act while waiting is greatly going to determine how you enjoy life. How you develop patience is going to determine if you enjoy your drive to work tomorrow morning. Right? Whether you're going to decide to turn the radio off and have a prayer session or it turns into a cuss session is going to be determined by your ability to wait. And I got news for us. For most of us in here, we're not waiting for a Hatchimal. That, that's what, most of us aren't being driven crazy by waiting 
for Hatchimal, it's unanswered prayer request. It's to get through a certain phase of life. It's to see a certain loved one come back to the Lord. It's waiting for things to materialize that you've been waiting on. And so today, I want to give us a truth and two things we need to do. Two things we need to apply, a truth and two applications to help us be people that are great, maybe not great, but we're better <laughs> at waiting. Because it's tis the season to wait. And the first thing I would tell you is this, the truth is this, the proper time is very rarely the same as our time. The proper time is very rarely the same as our time. I have a time schedule. I am a very easygoing person for the most part, but I have a time schedule for things. I am a very on-time person. If I'm running late, it is a rarity, not the norm. Um, I am usually a person that is five minutes early. Um, I am just very time scheduled. When it gets to, to, to bedtime, I have a time schedule of when in my mind the girls should be ready to get in bed. And right now they are moving so slow. And I don't know why it takes 30 minutes to get ready for bed. It just blows my mind. It blows my ever-loving mind. I'm like, I, I, go! Just wash your face, brush your teeth, floss, and get in bed. That's five minutes. We're 30 minutes out. Why is this taking so long? What? What is going on? I, I don't understand. My, I have a time in mind, but just because it's my time doesn't mean it's going to be the right time. We have a time schedule in our head. We have a timing of when we think things should happen in our life, right? But just because you have a time in mind doesn't mean that it's the proper time. It's not the same. It's not, it, it's not the same. It's like being at a stoplight. Now, there's an unwritten rule that you have two seconds to go once the light turns green. One, two. One, that's pretty patient. Anything after two seconds, it's in the message translation in the Old Testament, you are allowed to honk at the person in front of you and it's okay. And so for, my wife's like, I can't believe you honked. You know, I'm like, they gotta go. This is like a, hey, go buddy, honk. Not a, you moron, move honk. It's like a, there's different tones of horns too, right? Like a short tone, a short honk is, hey, go buddy. A long honk is, you are the dumbest driver in the world. Wah! Idiot! So what your horn is saying, right? It's in the Bible. Groanings and underings that you can't understand, right? That's it. That's the, the message of the horn. We, we have timings for, even when it comes to traffic lights, we have timing for things. But one thing that you and I have to understand is God's timing is very rarely the same as my timing. It's very rarely the same as my timing. And some of us, we're not, we're not talking about a green light, we're not talking about getting ready for bed. Our timing for things that we're waiting on, we don't understand. For some of us, it, it, we've been just waiting for a job. We've been waiting for 
our, our, our healing, whether it's a physical healing or an emotional healing that you're trying to get past and you're not asking for something bad. You're not being selfish. You're just waiting for this to come. When am I going to receive my healing? Because I got a time schedule that makes sense to me, God, but, but, but when's this going to happen? You're waiting for a relationship with one of your kids to be restored. With a parent to be restored, when's this going to, I'm not asking for something, I'm not asking for a million dollars here, God. You're asking for that opportunity to manifest itself. You're, you're asking for a relation, you're, you're waiting on something to happen. And you don't understand the timing of it. Can I tell you, you are not alone. In fact, the, the Christmas story to me <clears throat> starts a little bit before Jesus. Um, to, to me, when I, when I read Luke, when I've been going through the, the book of Luke this past month. When I read Luke, I, I read about Zachariah and Elizabeth, John the Baptist's parents, right? And in Luke chapter 1, it's going to be our text this morning. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 11 through 13, and then we're going to skip to verses 18 through 20. It says this. While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw them. But the angel said, do not be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer and your wife Elizabeth will give you a son and you are to name him John. Finally, right? Check out verse 18. The, we'll get to that in a second. Zachariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Zachariah is smart here because he didn't call his wife old, right? He called himself old, but not her old. And, and here's the deal. is Zachariah was scared to death, right? Of this, of this angel, uh, just totally freaked out of his mind that Gabriel is there. He doesn't know this is Gabriel yet, but Gabriel is there talking to him, and he is afraid. And the, the angel says, man, you are going, God has heard your prayer, and you and your wife are going to have a son, and you're going to call him John. And what does Zachariah say? He has been waiting so long, he's become a skeptic. He's become critical because it didn't happen. Well, if it doesn't happen on my time frame, it's must not ever going to be happening. He said, well, well how, how, can I, how, can I, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man. My woman, she's well advanced in years. She's getting up there, Gabe. You know, how, how am I to be sure? And then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. And check out this part, for my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. My words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. So you have to think of this from where Zachariah and Elizabeth are coming from. See, they, they've been spending chapter after chapter after chapter of their life 
watching their friends live out a reality they wish was theirs. Right? They're couple friends. We all have couple friends. And when we get married, we have couple friends. We're all kind of in the same stage. We're kind of in the same life. And so it's natural for us to do. And you start seeing, oh, it seems like when we get married, all of our friends start to get married. And then when we have children, all of our friends start to have children. And Zachariah and Elizabeth got the married part, but they come to the children part and they're having a kid. Oh, we're happy, and it's easy to be happy for the first couple and the second couple and the third couple and the fourth couple. But when you realize that that may not be a reality for you and you're still waiting on that chapter to become a reality, you become skeptical. You begin to think, ah, well, this didn't happen on my timing, so this must never going to be happening. But we have to remember our timing is very rarely the proper timing. And here's Zechariah, and here's Elizabeth waiting, waiting, wait, just, just waiting. And, and, and it would do us a world of good this morning if we realize this one truth, that God's timing isn't your timing. His ways, the way God does things isn't the same way you do things. The way he thinks is not the way you think. The way he moves isn't the way you would move. And this was a whole setup for them. And here's Zechariah and Elizabeth. And, and, and I just think my mind goes to like what I would, I would be daring to compare. And we can't dare to, if you are in this place and you are waiting on God to do something, let me tell you something. Don't you dare to compare. Don't do it. Don't play the comparison game because you are going to lose every time. I remember when I started getting out of the little kid phase and moving kind of to the mid-high phase and you start moving from toys to clothes because you know it's kind of lame to ask for toys still even though that's what you really want. And so you start asking for you know, like clothes that your grandparents are going to buy you that are going to be like, okay, I'm going to take this back to JCPenney's. That's what I always did. Um, that's like, this not, uh, thanks grandma. Um, you know, it just is like, appreciate it because if I don't say that, my, my dad's going to beat me. Um, you know, uh, you just, it, it was this thing. And so I remember the first year, I remember the first year opening the gifts and they got clothes for the first time from my Mima and Grandpa Graves. And they bought me like this cool racetrack once, the one that went upside down and did the loop and went up on the wall and everything. You know what I'm talking about. It was awesome. And I went from that to a Coca-Cola sweatshirt. Remember when Coca-Cola was popular? Come on, somebody, that a swatch watch? Come on, bam, with their swatch guard. Come on, 80s children. Woo! And my cousins get Transformers and He-Mans. And WWF, not E, <laughs> kids. Talking like Junkyard Dog and Hillbilly Jim and Rowdy the Roddy Piper type real wrestlers. Those were real. It was real back then. <laughs> Getting all these action figures. And I looked at my, I was like, I was okay opening up until I saw what they got, right? I was like, well, there went my jolly. I'm not, I'm not longer full of joy. I want what they got. 
And the same thing happens to us. I, I remember going to Disney World. We have Disney World the first time. And we're waiting in this ridiculously long line, stupid long line, to ride the Peter Pan ride, right? Peter Pan. Love Peter Pan ride. Probably my favorite ride at Disney World, believe it or not. All of a sudden, these people with like this person with the bow tie go in front of us, like all the way to the front line. I'm like, wait, 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 hey, 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 hey. <laughs> well, we've, been, we've been waiting here for an hour. You know what I'm saying? You're like, hey, the line's back there. You've, you've done this. Some of you, you have, I am that guy. The line's back there, suckers, because I've been waiting at it. You know, like, let me escort you back, you know, ghost man in line, you know, and you, you take him back there. And I got all upset because these people had a VIP tour, woo, which means they had a lot of money. And they got to go to the front of every line. And I got to tell you, at that moment, Disney World was ruined for me. Because I'm like, how, 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 why, why is this happening for them? But I'm, so, and, and I'm, Casey had to be like, you are at Disney World, Disney World, you're in Disney World, the most magical place in the world. And that becomes us in life when we start comparing. We forget the men. The Savior of the world came that you and I get to have a personal relationship with him. And that he has forgiven our sins, that he has redeemed us, he has saved us, and eventually, no matter what else happens, when we die, we get to spend forever and ever with him. And while we wait, all we do is gripe and complain and groan and moan, and we become disgruntled and we become upset because we start watching what everybody else is getting that we want. Man, it does you no good because, hear me, God has a proper timing for everything. And his timing isn't your, he is not on your time schedule. God is not your genie in a bottle. He is the sovereign, the creator of the universe. And here's what he says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. It says, God has given them a people, a desire to know the future. He does everything just right and on time. But people can never completely understand what he is doing. That's true. He does everything just right and on time. I've heard a saying before that says, God is never late, but he's rarely, rarely, he's rarely early, but he's always right on time. So the thing that we've got to start doing is understanding this, is that we've got to enjoy the meal because the gifts will eventually come. We gotta enjoy the meal because the gifts will eventually come. Galatians chapter five, verse 22 out of the Amplified says this, but the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us, I love the way this translation reads the fruit of the spirit, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, and patience. We're going to stick here just for a second. Not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. <laughs> I read this a, a few months ago, and this has been like waking me up in the middle of the night. Like this has been kicking my face in. Patience, not the ability to wait, 
but how we act while waiting. How do you act while waiting? How do you act? I'm a spoiled brat. I, I, uh, sissy, shut up. I'm talking to myself, not you. You're like, wow, harsh. I, I, I act, I, I'll be honest, I act like the kid at Christmas dinner. All right, we, when you're a kid at Christmas dinner, I promise you my aunts and uncles did this on purpose. We would get and we would have Christmas dinner, and then you would open the presents. And as a kid, I would devour my food. I wouldn't hardly eat anything because I wanted to open the gifts, just like any normal kid. You didn't see a kid say, hey, can I have a second helping of that? This food is really amazing, and I'm really enjoying the conversation right now. Um, let's just ponder this. Maybe we can have dessert and coffee, and then we'll get to the gifts sometime later. No, 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 no. As a kid, and some of you, I will challenge you, stretch it out as long as you can. Develop that patience in your kids. Just, just develop, just mess with them. My, my dad does this still to this day to my youngest daughter, Chloe. He's like, let's just keep stretching this out. <laughs> you know, I'm like, she's starting to figure it out. But I, I remember, I was like, why? I, I really thought the gifts were going to disappear. I thought they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're, they're, they're going somewhere. Like somebody's going to steal my, because I went in and I looked at all the gifts and I counted them and I made sure my sister didn't have more than me or that at least if she did have more than me, I had the biggest one, you know. And, and so I, I was, oh, I'm ready. I wasn't one of those kids that kind of just peeked the corner. Oh, I ripped into that thing. I, I was like that kid. But you know what? Interesting thing that happens. As I got older, as I started to mature, I started to enjoy the meal, right? You enjoy getting to sit around and talk to your grandparents because you don't know how much longer they'll be there. You enjoy getting to talk to your parents, the aunts and the uncles, the cousins. You enjoy the food because you know the gifts will eventually come. But you start growing up and you start maturing, and you start doing what 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11 says, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I acted like a child. And I understood, I reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. You start to enjoy not just the end result, but the journey to get there. You enjoy the process. And can I tell you, man, your Savior, your, your Creator, He is way more concerned about the pro He is the God of the process, not just the product. And some of us, we're so enamored with the product. We're so enamored with just getting there and getting to the stage and getting to the end result that we're not concerned with developing the character and the integrity to keep us there once we get there. But our Heavenly Father knows not what we just want, but more so, He's more concerned about what we need. And He says, you know what? No, no, no. You're not ready for over there yet. You need to learn to enjoy the meal because the gifts will eventually come. 
And, and you need to go through the, pro you need to develop the character so that once you get to the stage, you can handle being there. You, you need to develop the integrity because once you get the relationship, that isn't your whole identity. You need to develop the character and the well-being of being a fully devoted follower of Christ so that when you become the stuff, it doesn't go to your heads. He is way more concerned with making you right than making you fast. And some of us, we just want God to, to microwave us, but God is not the God of the microwave. He's the God of the crockpot. Oh, you make something fast in a microwave, but it tasted like it came out of a microwave. But Casey right now, she's got a roast in the oven. Glory. She put it on early this morning on a low heat. Woo. It takes time to do it right, not to do it fast. And God is saying this, man, man, enjoy the process because the gifts will eventually come. But, but I, I want to take you through the process so that you develop the character. You become the person that I've intended you to be once you finally get to the stage you're desiring the whole time. Check out what the Bible says <clears throat> in Psalms chapter 37, verse 7. It says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. That's tough. Be still in the presence of the Lord. God doesn't need you to do his job for him. He just needs you to be still and wait patiently before the Lord and wait for him to act. You know, most of the time when I try to do God's job for him, I make things a big, big mess. I have to go back and fix and undo what I did. Because I'm like, oh, that's what, that's, <laughs> that's what you were trying to do, right? We get ahead of the step-by-step -step instructions and we just want to go to the last step instead of doing the process of getting there. And God's saying, if you, if you will just stay still, man, just, just stay still in my presence. Wait patiently for me. To, just stay still and wait for me to act. Wait for me to do what I do. My name is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. It's, it's in my name. It's what I do. Stop trying to provide a way and just stop trying to do my job. And your job is to wait patiently for the Lord to act and be developed while you're going through the process, to enjoy the meal. The third thing I would tell you is this, is those who choose to wait are eventually rewarded. Those who choose to wait are eventually rewarded. Isaiah 40 Verse 31, most of us in this place know this, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I have read this verse and I have quoted this verse over and over and over and over. And as I was preparing this message this week, it never jumped out to me until this week. Waiting's a choice. Waiting's a choice. It doesn't say everyone has to wait on the Lord. 
It says, those who wait. Doesn't say everybody's going to wait. No, those who choose to stay still in the presence of the Lord. Those who choose to wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. How are you at waiting on the Lord? Because I have a big, big feeling there's a lot of us, we're exhausted in this place. We're tired. We have no strength. And can I tell you, for almost 90% of you, it's because you have chosen not to wait upon the Lord. See, the reward isn't the stuff. This, this isn't a name it, claim it sermon. The reward is this. Those who choose to wait on the Lord their strength will be renewed. That's priceless. You'll be able to walk and not faint. You'll be able to run and not grow weary. That that's the, means you'll be able to get through the stuff and it not knock you over. If you choose to wait, if you choose to remain waiting on the Lord, waiting for Him to act. If you choose to do that, his promise is you'll get through it. And you won't just get through it. You'll have a testimony to share with others who are starting to go through it. If you choose to wait on the Lord, the reward is your strength this morning and tomorrow and the next week and the next month. If you choose to wait, your strength will be renewed and you will be able to keep walking when other people have fainted. You'll be able to keep running when everybody else has passed out from exhaustion because you have chosen to wait on the Lord to act and you haven't done it on your own. But can I tell you, some of us here, we're this close to quitting. We're this close to walking away from it all because we're just tired and we're exhausted. A few months ago, um, I took one of my pastor friends um, from out of town to one of my favorite restaurants in Tulsa. It's called Burn Co. It's the barbecue place. Many of you have been there. Um, if you haven't been there, I I'm telling you, it really is that good. It is worth waiting on. I will tell you, there's always going to be a wait. And Friday is the worst day to go to Burn Co., but that's the only time he could be here. So we went to Burn Co. on a Friday. And, and we're sitting there and we're waiting in line and the line's out the door. And he's like, you got, you got to be kidding me right now. It's hot. He's like, you got to be joking me right now. Is, is it worth it? I'm like, oh, it's worth it, buddy. Just, just, it's worth it. And so we... We, we, we get there and we get inside and he's like, like when you get inside, you're like, oh, we're almost there. You get inside and you see the line is still really, really long. And you're like, oh man, you know, you had AC, but that's about it. And you're just like, oh, you know, there's, there's no way I'm going to wait. I'm just like I'm telling you, it's worth it. And we had a, like probably five group of guys just a little ahead of us. And they were from out of town and you could hear, man, this must be, this must be good. 
good. This must be really good for people to line up, and this must be great. And when they got inside, like, you could hear the depression, like, ugh. And they got inside, and, and they looked at each other like, I, I'm, I'm not going to wait for this. And I'm like, but you're so close. <laughs> you know, you're so close to those ribs melting in your mouth, and it's just going to run all over. It's just yummy. And I, I, I can't do it. And they, they, they walked. And I didn't say anything because it's like, get out of my way. That's more ribs for me. Just go. Yeah, it's not worth Just go. Just move. And, and here's the deal. They didn't know how good it was at the end of the destination, right? But I knew what was ahead of me if I just chose to wait on it, right? And so my buddy and me, we were going to wait because I knew what we would eventually come to was worth it. And the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is worth waiting on. And maybe you've been waiting on that relationship. Maybe you've been waiting on that kid. Maybe you've been waiting on the finances. You've been waiting for the promotion. You've been waiting for things to turn around. It's just one thing after the other. After the, It is worth waiting on. Don't you walk away because you're this close, but wait patiently. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait for him to work because he is good. Here's what Paul says in Galatians 6, 9, and I'm closing with this. It says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And for some of us, you're here and you're weary of doing good. Man, you're tired. You've been fighting and you've been fighting it all under your own strength. And here's what I would tell you, Galatians 6, 9, hear it. Hear it this morning. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, <laughs> not your time, not your time schedule, but at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. One thing I have realized is this, and it's just true. If you're desperate enough for it, you'll wait for it. If you're desperate enough for it, you'll wait for it. If you're desperate enough for the Lord to move, you'll wait for him to move. Man, man, if you're desperate enough to have some burn co ribs, Guess what? You'll wait through the heat. You'll wait through the light. You'll, you'll, you'll wait for it. And church and life, when it comes to life, if you're desperate enough for it, hear me. You will wait for it. This morning, I want us to close our eyes. I want us to bow our heads right where we are. And this morning, I, I want to do something very different than what we've done before. But I believe the Word of God is one of the most powerful tools we have. One of the most powerful weapons. It is the living, breathing Word of God in our life.
In fact, it says this in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. The, the Bible calls it, the, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. That's the word of God. And this morning, if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm waiting. I'm in the process and I'm in a, in a moment, I'm in a season of waiting. Would you just raise your hand right where you are? I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of, you're just waiting right now. You're waiting, you're waiting for that kid. You're waiting for that relationship and you've tried it and you're just waiting. You're, you're waiting for the finances to, and, and you're just waiting. You're waiting for that emotional. You're waiting for that visit, and you're just waiting. Is there anyone else? Just that's you. Just raise your hand. Where, where you at? Where you at? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you raise your hand, I want to read these scriptures over your life. And as I do, man, I want you to bask in the presence of the Lord Almighty. And realize these aren't just scriptures that have been written on some page, but this is life. This is alive and active in your life. The word of God and let it transform your waiting moment. Isaiah 64, 4 says, for since the world began, no one has seen or heard of such a God as ours who works for those who wait for him. Psalms 27, 14, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Man, you may be scared. You don't know how it's going to turn out. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Psalm 62, verses 1 through 2. I wait quiet, quietly before the Lord, for my victory comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. Psalms 130, verse 5 through 7 says this, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in His Word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy, and with Him is abundant redemption. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 through 25. But I call this to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. Psalms 40 verses 1 through 4 says this, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud, 
and the mire, he set my feet on solid ground and he steadied me as I walked alone. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me and he turned to me and he heard my cry. God, you see every single person, every situation that we are in a season of waiting. God, we prayed. We tried to do it on our own. We tried to fix it. And God, nothing's worked. And we're just waiting, 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 waiting. And God, patience is so hard to develop, but it's only developed when we need it. this morning, I, I, I pray that, Lord, your scripture Jewish, would be so powerful. God, we just wait on you. To God, our, our job this morning is to be still in the presence of the Lord and to wait for you to act. But God, in the midst of that waiting, we can be confident in this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. <laughs> His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. We can be confident of this, that God, you hear our cries. And you turn. And you save us. And you lift us out of the mire and the despair and the muck. And you give us a new song to sing. God, I, I pray that in this season, God, we wouldn't just wait, but we would enjoy the meal as we're waiting. That we would enjoy the process and we would let you have your way. heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're here this morning you say, Justin, I'm here. And man, I just need to get my life right with Jesus Christ. You're here and maybe you've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life or you're here and you're just not where you need to be. I'm going to count to three. And you may be at home watching this online, but I'm going to count to three and I'm going to ask you to raise your hand right where you are going to lead you in a prayer that's going to change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here this morning? You say, Justin, that's me. There's one hand. Is there anyone else you would join this one hand that is lifted before we go any further? Anyone else you join this one hand? This one individual that raised their hand would repeat this prayer after me mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I just confess that I've sinned and that I've messed up but I ask for your forgiveness. I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Can we give this one individual to raise their hand? A huge round of applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe, belong, become. Join us in our vision here at Foundation Church. Our services are every Sunday morning at 9 and 1045 a.m. And our youth service, FC Students, is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. For more info, check us out online at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.